Jersey Judah and I'm back <clears throat> old school this will be an old school vintage edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel it's about quarter to 7 p.m. I don't have my vehicle I'm using family's vehicle right now. My brakes gave out this morning at like 10.35, a.m. I was on the way to make a payment for my car. Um, My brakes, I don't know how, it locked. Best way I can put it. My brakes and my um, my back passenger wheel, back passenger tire locked up. So I'm pretty much drifting to get to this place to make a car payment for a car with the brakes just given out. So what ended up happening was instead of making a $220 payment for my car, I had to pay an additional $100. Uh, for them to check out my tire, my brakes. Then I got a call later on that they needed $250 to, uh, I think, the brake rotors or whatever. The rotor just can pretty much went. So, yeah, here I am with you guys right now. What a wonderful time, right? What a wonderful fucking time. Um... As you guys know now, I don't have um, I don't have Bluetooth. Does this car? Hell no. Yeah, I don't have Bluetooth, so that sucks. Or do I? Wait a minute. Hold on. Uh, I don't want any music. No satellite disc. Music type maybe. Music type, entertainment, music type, setup. Nope. That's trash. This just has serious SM. Like, like, like anybody who fucking listens to serious anymore. But anyway, man, I, I got I got one thing to talk about. And like I said, I don't have I can't do a disclaimer. No sound effects. Old school. I had this topic set up. For this morning but of course the situation happened like right after i was gonna right after i made the car payment i was just gonna go back to the house do an episode start things up like that instead i was stuck with the situation that i'm in but it is what it is i had just got a message they told me that uh the car is fixed and I can just go and pick it up tomorrow. So we'll be back to regular episodes tomorrow. All right. Should be re- should be back to regular episodes. Should be back to my brakes not squeaking like it was before. Wonderful. All right. So now what I had in store <coughs> or what I have because I'm currently recording. <coughs> what I have in store is a topic that's pretty much non-red pill related. It was something because I was I was listening or I was watching um I was watching a stream or like a group chat or a group live, whatever you call it. 
It was DJ Academics, an individual that I'm about to talk about now, and two other guys. One guy was from Chicago. And, you know, they were pretty much talking about with DJ Academics, the war in Chirac, all right, all right, DJ Academics, War in Chirac was supposed to be this big deal that caused all the chaos and all the violence to happen. And I'm one of the people to tell you that's cap, that's bullshit. Um, he brought satire to the situation, which for some people say that's fucked up. But if you go on the internet <coughs> and see how these niggas talk to each other, like, yeah, we just smoked their ops. They make fun of the dead. You dig? The people in Chicago, and I'm not saying everybody in Chicago is about that, but I'm saying the people that be about it, they really be about it, man. They really talk about it online. They really disrespect the dead, right? They're the ones that, that are making fun of the situation. I think academics is just one of the people that's bringing or brought that sort of you know, awareness, that type of awareness. Yeah, it had to be satire. It had to be a little bit funny so people can understand the issues and what's really going on in those inner, in, in those inner cities and shit. So what I wanted to talk about was uh, Traplor Ross. His name is Traplor Ross. And uh, Traplor Ross is a British white guy, has a YouTube channel, has a pretty big following. And I will call this episode white hip hop fan Traplor judged for documenting street violence. All right. White hip hop fan Traplor judged for documenting street violence violence now what I'll say is this I I would never get upset at Ross or uh, you know Traplor Ross for what he talks about his channel has one point seven million subscribers, right? Trap Lord Ross is notorious for um the King Vaughn documentary. Matter of fact, hold on. If I can, I'll play part of it. Even though you pro- you'll you'll hear it, it'll just sound very very fucked up because I have n- I, this phone's not connected to nothing. Uh, let me go to Trap Lord Ross. I tried to do this this morning, but I happened to be in a, a rush, and I didn't know that I would use my family's car, so I was kind of panicking on how I would get to work. So we got Trap Lord Ross right here. I'm on I'm on Facebook. Not Facebook. I'm on YouTube with it right now. <clears throat> and 
You got Trap Lore Ross. He also has a channel called Trap More Ross, which has 165,000 subscribers. Then you have Trap Love or Trap Lore Clips, which has 110,000 subscribers. So his he has three channels. His least channel, and I want y'all to think about this. His least channel or his least subscribed uh, channel has the most videos. Uh, and the reason I'm saying this is because people will blame this guy for glorifying the street violence. And my thing is, how do you blame a white person for violence in the black community? When nobody really looks at the people who are perpetuate, not even people who are perpetuating, the people who are causing the violence. You see what I mean? Um, he has a video. I'm trying to go through some of his stats, but I forgot. I'm like in a shitty area. My phone was probably just turned off. Shit's been crazy the past couple of days, man. I ain't even going to lie to y'all. Shit's been crazy the past couple of days. Um, but anyway, uh, Trap Lord Ross is known for his documentaries. And dude has, I would say, he, he has like three, like the King Vaughn, there's a King Vaughn documentary, which was like called the first rap serial killer or some shit like that. And if I can be honest, it's well put together, right? But at the same time, you know, anybody that's going to do a documentary for three and a half hours about a rapper being a serial killer, you're not going to really get too many great results, especially from the natives of that city of Chicago, directly in that area of Chicago, right? Um, but it was still well informative. I, I don't, I don't look at Trap Lord Ross as a fed. Contrary to what a lot of people will say, people that know DJ academics, I don't consider him a fed either. I think these are content creators. Well, guys like DJ academics, he's kind of more than a content creator at this point. You know what I mean? I can honestly say he's more than a content creator at this point, right? Because uh, when you have a platform where you don't reach out to the artists to try to get them on the show, they reach out to you for you to promote their music and for you to promote you know, their albums and tours, you're on another level. And that's academics. But starting off, academics had sort of the same, I would say, I wouldn't say the same. They had similar, a similar come up like Trap Lord Ross, except Trap Lord Ross doesn't make a lot of jokes. He doesn't really make, he's not, he's not making it a satire. He's telling you the situation from the information that he's gathered, whether true or false, it is what it is. Now, DJ Academics started out. Well, I, he didn't start out, but he became 
well known. This is when I started listening uh, to academics and and just finding out who academics was was with the war in Chirac. At first, I thought the nigga was just from Chicago, because <clears throat> in my mind, I'm like, well, damn, <clears throat> only nigga that can really talk bad about Chicago in a way would be somebody from Chicago. Come to find out, he's from Jersey, right? Uh, entertaining, shit is funny. Um, there's artists like. Vic Mensa, right? Who's from, I think, Chicago or somewhere near that. He takes offense to the war in Chirac. Oh, you're you're making money off of these dead black men, et cetera, et cetera. Now, also, excuse me, also, maybe a year and some change, two years later, Lil Reese, all right? Lil Reese does an interview with academics. Lil Reese ain't mad at academics. Lil Reese was prop. Lil Reese, anybody 300 at that time, anybody GBE at that time, Chief Keef, uh, Fredo Santana, rest in peace, and a few other people. That's all he talked about. And here you got a person, Lil Reese, who vaunt, who who uh, academics talked about the most. <clears throat> academics talked about the most. But he's now going to his show, giving him credit, and actually low-key thanking Ack for putting him on and putting a lot of his boys on. Come on, man. Come on, man. And you know, if you know, if you know that Trap Lord Ross is a Caucasian, a British white man, of course, that's going to be added on to the equation of, oh, well, he has no business talking about our culture. He has no business talking about our struggle, our streets, our blocks, our neighborhoods, right? But the news media is doing the same thing, right? News media is doing the same thing. Why don't y'all call that out? Right? Why don't you call that out? What's the issue with that? It's like going back to what I said. You got the crime that's being committed by people. Then you got one person who talks about the crimes and the things that are going on. And everybody ignores the crime itself. They only go after the people that are talking about it. There's an issue with that. 
there's an issue with that, man. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about it, man. There's an issue with that. I have an issue with that. Now, not to say that I am 100% with uh, Trap Lord Ross or 100% with Ack or anybody. I don't know these people personally. I'm only going by the content that I see, right? Now, does the Warren Chirac channel, even though it's still up, there's no, nothing has been posted on that channel for at least two years, I think. So academics moved past the war in Chicago, the war in Chirac. Academics is now that nigga when it comes to hip hop, especially to the youth. Because, <clears throat> you know, Funk, Funk Master Flex will always be a legend. But he's getting older. He's not going to be reaching out to the audience that academics may reach out to. And those are the people that, that stream. Those are the people that, you know, that buy albums. Those are the people that buy merchandise. You see what I mean? That being said, I look at what Trap, what Trap Lord Ross is doing. It's almost the same thing that the war in Chirac is doing, except it, there's no jokes in it, you know, situations are going on, situations are unfolding, and a person is telling you about it. In some cases, in great detail. I don't believe that that person should be held accountable, especially if he's not mentioning things that haven't already been brought up. He's not mentioning current things that's going on. He's not cracking cases. He's not getting people locked up. He's just telling he's telling the news from his perspective, <clears throat> which if you think about it, it's I wouldn't say it's classical journalism, but I'll say this. He has he has his genre, which is like trap drill, you know, hip hop to that extent. That's his avenue. Um. One point one point seven million should let you know that people like his content. I don't think he's. And I'm not saying this to go after academics in any way. But I don't think he's. Guilty the way that academics could have been guilty back in the day, back in the day, you know, what I'm saying like. The war in Chirac will forever be one of the most entertaining to this day YouTube channels ever. Like, and see, the way that certain content creators are, it kind of upsets me, right? Because <clears throat> there's some people who have a channel and who barely does content, but will have playlists. Then you have other people that record every 30 fucking minutes. They organize no playlist. They categorize absolutely nothing. What you see is what you get. And that's how Academics Channel was, man. Like, And I remember that because, you know, here you got a dude that, that blew up. Blew up from the ground up. You don't see a lot of that. And I don't like how people just, you know, talk crazy about act as if he didn't get the shit 
on his own. He's gotten a bag on his own. Meaning, yeah, there's a couple people. He mentions um, Charlemagne as, you know, one of the people that, in a way, mentored him. But other than that, man, here you got a dude that's, <coughs> who went, who came up, you know, as a, I would consider myself a former chat nigga, because I don't really be like, I got to move this car. I don't really be like off of, um, I don't really be off of the live stream shit like that. Like, I'm a person that'll just, I'm a person that'll just catch the live stream, like, the next day. You know what I mean? Especially if it's, if it's like, if it's during the time where I'm at work, you know, I may get a notification that such and such is live. But, um, if anything, I would just put, I would just put it in a, like, watch later category. You know what I mean? I would just put it in, like, the watch later category, and I would pretty much watch the shit later on. Like, I, I don't, I wouldn't, like, I'm not really, like, a chat guy. Like, oh, yeah, man, I'm in the live stream right now. I just said something to such and such. I'm not, I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? And most people who make content themselves, they're not doing that shit either. Unless it's, like, unless there's an interview. Or, like, you know, he was supposed to be, like, a content creator was legit, you know, supposed to be in a chat room. I don't do that shit. But as a old school chat nigga like myself, look, man, the 6 9 testimonies. This nigga had a five-hour uh, live stream, DJ Academics. Talking about the 6ix9ine testimony, everything covered pretty much for five plus hours on stream. So in the same sense of minus the production, minus the production, of course, because Trap Lord Ross has a mean production. Like when he he does a lot of like not not really war in Chirac. He's actually more direct. Like you know, like I said, the the King Vaughn three hour and thirty minute documentary was well put together, man. And like I don't like I said, I don't see it as this guy's a cop. If the situation's already occurring <clears throat> and there is, whether people want to admit it or not, some of the street niggas don't want to admit it, but people want to know when you make music about street shit, they want to know if you're really doing it. It's almost like, it's almost like a requirement now. You dig? You got to be a street nigga. You got to be catching bodies in order to be something within hip hop today. And a lot of a lot. I heard a lot of old heads say this shit like 
Uh, Charleston White says it, you know, he's he's controversial, uh, you know, controversial, very. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, outspoken with his thoughts on rap music. Now, here's my problem. Like, <clears throat> and, and this goes to a lot of the old heads. A lot of these niggas are hypocritical, man. The hypocrites. The same shit that they say that they're against at one time or another, they was all for it, man. And they don't want to talk about it. And they're not honest enough to tell the youth that they were doing the same simple shit until they got in that wake up call, whatever that wake up call is. By the way, it's Halloween for a lot of y'all goofy ass niggas celebrating this shit. It's Halloween for y'all. Fucking demonic devil worshiping ass niggas. You know what I'm saying? It's Halloween. <clears throat> you know, trick or treat. I'm smoking this blunt. You feel me? Smoking this blunt on. But uh Yeah, like like the the hip hop and now I get it because like I'm pretty much the old head now. I'm 35, so I don't I'm not getting much younger. And I don't give a shit about I mean, I care about connecting to the youth, but I mean the youth that really needs it. I'm not I don't give a shit about being no fucking role model. That ain't my that ain't my uh that's not my steez. Like I'm not really for that. <clears throat> I'm like an anti-hero. I don't give a shit about heroes. I don't care about villains either. You feel me? Fuck fuck them all. That's that's the type of nigga that I am. And and I became that from living. This ain't a character. I, I became that from life. You know what I mean? Everybody has their own outcomes and their own ways of dealing with shit. And some people come out in one piece. Other people come out in pieces, broken. I ain't the latter. You see what I mean? Um, but like I said, that the whole hip hop, I would, it, would you even call it hip hop anymore? See, that's the question. Would it be considered hip hop? If the essence of it's gone, there's no like b boys breakdancing none of that shit, graffiti. I've never like real shit. I haven't seen a tagged up wall in like three years. I'm not joking. I think three years ago, the last tagged up wall I saw was in New York. I was in New York. Like the city, you feel me? And it's always it's vibrant out there, but it's also crazy. But I, I'm talking about not even three years. I'm bugging. Six years ago was the last time I was in New York. <coughs> yeah, six years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. 2017 for sure, for sure. Six years ago, right? And it was different because, of course, none of the bullshit was going on. And I remember I remember walking past the subway coming out of like like the subway. When you get into New York, you're pretty much right across from Madison Square Garden. Pretty much. You feel me? And I remember getting off and just seeing everything because I've, I've been to New York several times. But <coughs> the other times that I've been to New York was like driving and shit. And there's nothing fun about that driving. 
when you're just taking a train and you and you don't really have like responsibility like that, you're just like, all right, going to drain, high as hell, drunk as hell, chilling, whatever. But that's like the last time I've even seen like graffiti. You see what I mean? Like hip hop in a sense, like, like, yeah, the music, the music is there or the music in a sense was replaced or the frequency more or less. Yeah. The frequency of the music was replaced or there's no longer a balance where in the past you had like a balance. The public enemy was the balance to NWA. You understand? Um, like, like the the balance of even like a tribe called Quest and Wu Tang, it's a balance. It's a balance of frequencies. It's a balance of influence. It's a balance of instruments. It's a balance. So if a nigga didn't want to listen to a lot of Wu Tang, although I'm a fan of Wu Tang, both Wu Tang and a tribe called Quest, which is why I mentioned both. If I didn't want to listen to Wu-Tang all the time, okay, all right, I'll get some you know, De La Soul, Tribe Called Quest. You feel me? Jurassic 5, like, music, right? Because there was a balance. If all you got is drill, if all you got is trap, and you don't have solid hip-hop, if you don't just have solid hip-hop artists, they're from an environment. They're telling you a story. They ain't out here doing all the crazy shit. They just trying to come up off the culture and the talent that they have. That ain't happening anymore. All right. But people will look at Trap Lord Ross and go, well, you're just capitalizing off the culture. You're a culture vulture. That's what they call him. He white. White man. They'll say, hey, man. You the wrong skin tone to be talking about hip hop. Eminem is probably one of the most talented hip hop out. Uh, one of the most talented, talented, which includes lyricism and diverse. He's the most talented rapper that there is. He's a white man. He's obviously white. You, you see what I mean? Like he's not like. Unlike a lot of the, like, he's not like Malibu's most wanted. He's not like a B-Rad. He's, he's Eminem. See what I mean? Slim Shady. You know what I mean? So when people talk about race and shit, and it's like, you got a guy, British guy. Um, I believe he came up in the slums too. You know, you know, the UK got, got the slums, dog. Like, the UK is a jungle, low-key. I said this before, like, a while back. I don't know why United States, USA, American people sleep on the UK. They get busy. And it seems that these people talk proper as fuck. But they're out here poking holes in niggas. That's all they do is stab niggas out there. They, <coughs> now I heard they didn't have guns like that. But I saw this one documentary. 
And all these niggas do in the UK, no disrespect to the UK, I'm just keeping it a buck. Like, all these niggas do in the UK is they take the influence of a lot of shit going on in the States. So they got a lot of Bloods and Crips out there, but they're not even official. And I, what I mean is they're dangerous. You know what I mean? They're notorious. Like, they're dangerous. But they're not connected directly to that gang. They've just jacked it off of influence. Or they'll just jack the look or they'll jack a color or they'll jack a territory from somewhere else and call it them or, or, or like, um, I forgot what John I was watching, but even trap Lord Ross talked about, um, Canada, right? All them niggas got a drill sound. They're all, they all rap within the same frequency. It's hard to explain it. Like it's the same low demonic type of frequency. And whether I like it or not, don't fucking matter. I'm just addressing it. Some of that shit slaps. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not a I'm not a hypocrite. <coughs> then again, I might be, but I'm admitting that there is a possibility that I'm a hypocrite. Cause a lot of this shit slaps. <coughs> Who's the guy? Who's the nigga that got locked up, man? Um, was it K Flock? Is it K Flock? The nigga from Bronx? Him. Dougie B, a couple other niggas from, from the Bronx. I, I listen to that shit. Don't get me wrong. I know it's not good. I get it. I can watch a movie about violence, and I know that violence is not good, but something in my mind is entertained from that violence. Other people will come up with excuses and say, well, we know it's entertainment, so therefore that's why we watch it, which makes sense. Because if you were to know that a shooting that you've seen on television was, in fact, shot live and someone really got shot to death, you probably wouldn't want to watch it. But it's like our minds will play tricks on us. Um, within psychology, look at professional wrestling, right? And I love mentioning professional wrestling. Look at the psychology of professional wrestling, right? <coughs> Well, at this point, not anymore, because this shit's pretty much boring as fuck. I'm not going to lie. Wrestling today sucks. And I'm not saying that because I'm older and it was a nostalgic type of situation. No, wrestling just sucks today. Um, Wrestling at a time, most people, and in some cases, believe it or not, including adults, because there wasn't internet at the time. Some people believe that wrestling was real. And people would go with their families and, and drive states away just to go into a coliseum, just to go into an arena packed with 10, 15 to sometimes 20,000 people cheering for the good guy and booing the bad guy because they really believed it. There wasn't there wasn't. There was a dirt sheet. There had to be some dirt sheet, but nobody, nobody regular outside of the wrestling business would ever see what was going on behind the scenes. So the good guys that you see on television would be the good guys that you would see on the airport because they traveled in that way to convince people that they're real, right? 
I'm saying all this to connect the dots with hip hop, right? So we all previously, like the Ice Cube days, the Snoop Dogg in the uh, late 90s days, um, pretty much death row, you can pretty much throw death row as a whole into it. We were supposed to believe that all these people were notorious killers. Now, people like Snoop Killer, Suge Knight, closest thing to a killer without being a killer. There's people that have the image, right? They have the look. In a way, like a wrestler, you see a guy who's outside of charismatic. It's just another, it's another layer or something. It's, it's like, it's undefined. You can't, you can't define it. You see what I mean? But it's there. It's another layer of charisma. It's like, it's like the rock or uh, stone cold Steve Austin back in the fucking, you know, late nineties. Like, Rappers have that image. And back in the 90s, people kind of knew, just like wrestling, uh, you know, predetermined, oh, these people are characters, whatever, whatever, you know. Snoop Dogg doesn't go to the bank and sign a check. Snoop Dogg, just to let the kids know, let the toddlers know they have real names. Um, <coughs> I'm saying all this because... Today, it's such a blurred line, right? Another notorious guy. Um, what's his name? A.R. Ab. He's locked up. He ain't coming out. Um, notorious. Self-snitcher. Like, he... <clears throat> Andrew Tate is the Manosphere version of A.R. Ab. That's how bad A.R. Ab is. Everything that he's talked about was used against him because he couldn't stop talking about the shit. It was like these people really have like like it, it, that could be even connected to the whole King Von thing because like people say, well, you know, uh, Trap Lord, Trap Lord Ross, and look up Trap Lord Ross and watch or at least look at the first ten minutes of the King Von documentary. Before you make any judgment, after the 10 minutes, if you are listening, after the 10 minutes, continue to listen or don't listen. But watch the first 10 minutes of the shit. <clears throat> Everything that he is saying about a lot of these guys, these niggas from the hood, like the niggas that's from the hood that make it versus the nigga that makes it and tries to get the hood image. I'm going to say that again slowly. All right. The nigga that's from the hood, he's from that area that other people try to brag about and take credit for. He's from that area. He does the shit that other people rap about in the songs, right? He does it and he addresses it. Any chance, any chance these niggas get, they self snitch. We were all worried about the six nines of the world, the generation to come up, all these niggas is ratting for crumbs, ratting for butter biscuits. Despicable, man. Despicable. Despicable. 
like shit that, and you know, the biggest problem that I have, I think, with the whole music situation, right? And it's funny because I'm going to reference Charleston White because he said it the best. In terms of music, if you're young, <coughs> in terms of longevity, you're better off making making music in terms of making beats. You're better off making beats, learning how to play the keyboard, learning how to use a drum pad, a drum machine, or just get Fruity Loops or get a garage band or what else is out there? There's a whole bunch of other shit that I can't even think of right now. You see what I mean? And start making music. And create a catalog. When I was growing up, I started making music when I was like, I had to be like 14, 13, 14. I would buy these uh, flash drives. And I used to have 50, sometimes 80 beats on one flash drive. I have like three of them. I lost all three of them. <laughs> I lost all three of them. But the the point I'm trying to make is, and it worked it, it worked for me in the long run because I sold out of all the music, I would have I sold maybe like a hundred of them. Right? And I'd sell them in bundles. Like drugs. That's how I was selling beats. It was this one dude. He wanted he wanted to uh, he wanted to do a project. That's what he said. He wanted to do a project, and he was looking for beats. I'm like, all right, bet. All right. Um, I went into my catalog when I had it. Pretty much, I think it was like a Google Drive or some shit like that. Some type of Sky Drive, something like that. Cloud Drive, whatever they call it. Um, I was I was getting him shit. Dead ass from like 2005 to 2009. Old shit. He's like, yo, that shit dope, man. You got any more like that? And I kept sending him shit. And, you know, at this point, I didn't really care because I had something. At that time, I wasn't even going to sell him. I was just going to let him get him because I had a whole bunch. I had a whole, I had like, like I said, outside of the disk drives when I got smarter. Cause I went from disc drives to actual CDs, um, to now I just have it all on my Google Drive, so all my music, and then the shit that I still have on my phone or the shit that I incorporate into the podcast, I just have it, and I I gave him like ten, gave him like ten beats. He was like, "Yo, hold on," cause I had um I had Google something I had something with Google. That was connected to my, um, it's not Google Pay, but it was something before that. But my uh, debit card was connected. So every time I would get like a direct deposit or whatever, Google will send me a, an alert. Gee shit, this back in the day. But um, he had sent me like, I think like $250, $250. That's 10 beats. That's 10 beats that realistically... Outside of him, maybe a couple people would would be interested in it, but I don't think anybody would have bought it <clears throat> because this was when 
I mean, my shit was still sharp. I was still like learning. I was learning how to loop shit. I was learning a lot of sampling at the time. I was just chopping shit up. I remember those times. But, you know, music that I made, we talking like 2005 to, two, to wait, 05 to uh, 09? That's like, damn. So 05, 05, so 15, 20, 27, I think, 27 years. I'm, or am I tweaking? Or is that 17? Probably 17 years ago. Beats from 17 years ago, 15 years ago. 10 of those got me 250. Now, at the, now other people are going, well, that's 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 cheap. Uh, not really. Quality-wise, it was all right, but you know, I I I originally gave it to him. So that's why I didn't really care. I didn't feel bad about it. He just gave it to me off of the strength, and I appreciated that. I needed that. And then later on, I would deal with him again probably like four four years after that because the dude he used to hang out with and the dude I used to get weed from, he died. Mysterious circumstances. I think the nigga OD'd. Just keep it a buck with you, but it's none of my business. Um. <clears throat> He ended up reaching back. He ended up reaching back out and was like, yo, uh, you still making music? I'm like, yeah, I still got, yeah, I still got some shit. Even at that time, I wasn't making music. When he hit me up, I just knew that I had pretty much, I pretty much had a, uh, a Google Drive filled with like 300 beats. I lost all of those, by the way. Lost every single one of those beats, <clears throat> unfortunately. But, you know, predictable, typical. Can't be too mad, because uh, that time... I think that time... <clears throat> I think that time I got like 350. He threw me like 350. And once again, same same sort of situation. But if you think about it, and even at that time, when was that? I'm trying to think, when did this all happen? This is like 10 years ago. No, this had to be 10 years ago. Because the music that I sold him at the time was five years old. Because the music itself was 10 years old. I believe. I wanted to move this vehicle again. It was a 735, 734. All right. Not bad. But yeah, that whole uh, 
That whole trap lore situation. That shit was pretty faulty, man. And what I mean is, because I, I, like I said, I seen, I seen, um, I seen pretty much a live stream, or was it? It was pretty much a live stream, group, a group stream type of thing. And I mentioned academics. You know, he was one of the people there. Pretty much defending uh, Ross, uh, defending trap, trap lawyer Ross. And for obvious reasons, because if you think about it, like I said earlier, he almost takes responsibility. I, I won't say it directly like that, but he almost, I'll say almost, takes responsibility for the direction that Ross is going. But not saying that he like it's hard to explain, man. It really is, cause like I understand what I understand what everybody's talking about, right? I understand what everybody's talking about in the situation, except Trap Lord Ross. Are academics being responsible for any violence that takes place that hasn't already taken place? And look, it's a very unpopular stance. I'm I'm a nigga within the streets. I'm not a street nigga, but I'm a nigga within the streets. So I know the environment. I know the temperature. You see what I mean? I'm your meteorologist. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm just telling y'all the temperature and being in certain environments. You kind of have to know what's going on. But that being said, somebody who's not from that environment, but who has information on such environment. I don't think the consequences should be what it is. I think the people should be more um, accountable and have more accountability for the things that they let happen and the things that they promote. Like, they promote the shit. They perpetuate the violence, but then if there's actual violence, people are shocked. And it's like, like I said before, man, it's a different type of frequency within hip-hop. Like, it's un... I can't really explain it, but it, it is a different vibe. It's a different frequency. It ain't the same. It's not the same sound. There's a different tone, right? And there is no balance. There is no opposite of such that is considered mainstream. That is considered marketable at this point because there are people who make this marketable. And believe it or not, it actually isn't the people who are causing the violence. That's the crazy. See, that that's the kicker. That in itself is the kicker because people expect, well, if it ain't, if it ain't the, the people who are making the music, then who is involved? If, if the music was so bad, if the action was so bad, if the frequency was so bad, People wouldn't listen to it. The people 
who are the execs, the people who are responsible for the music going out there, they wouldn't promote it. But unfortunately, that's not the case. They're promoting the hell out of it. Literally, they're promoting the hell out of it. These niggas identify as demons, my nigga. That that should already tell you how they're rolling. You know what I'm saying? They they are they 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 consider themselves demons, my nigga. They're on demon time, right? So no, you can't look at it. You really can't look at this shit on some <clears throat> it's just music anymore. It was that. You dig? It was that at one point. You know, there there was a point where, you know, the music essentially was just music. And, you know, there's gangster rap, but, you know, a lot of people with common sense knew that, you know, these niggas weren't really out here, you know, getting down like that. Some of them were or some of them did get down like that. But maybe they they found, you know, the typical story of, you know, finding a way to let out those frustrations and also make some money. That's that's kind of like hip hop in a nutshell. I mean, whether this shit is real or not, that's the essence of it. Like, niggas coming up in an environment trying to get money by any means. Some niggas sold dope. Some niggas robbed. Some nigga was from a territory, a neighborhood, a set, whatever. And they put that shit and illustrated it into music. Now, in the 90s, it was unheard of beforehand. So the hip-hop police was born right from that point. Nigga, the fucking... The fucking hip hop police was born from that point. They're like, what's a NWA? Oh, well, hip hop police. Y'all already know about the dossier. Some of y'all should know about it. If not, you know, read a book. I don't know what the fuck to tell y'all, but there's hip hop police out there. Now, that being said. This is what I'm talking about is shit from the 90s, right? 90s, 2000s type shit. Even when 50 Cent came out and when 50 Cent was beefing with niggas like uh, Ja Rule and fucking Fat Joe and shit, all them, all the police knew about it. They knew their location. They know what record label. They knew what they ate last night. They got pictures of they're off the hook. This, you know what I mean? Hip hop police, Fed boys. You know what I'm saying? They just had another, it's like a, and, and they split it because it's like, all right, we know this guy is actually gang affiliated. So now we can get, we can get information on such man's neighborhood and where he came up and his, and his homies, all this shit. They got, they got all the information. So when something happens, even in that area, if that nigga's located, oh, they're going to question his ass first. They're going to question him. You know what I mean? Oh, what you doing out here? Nigga, I'm from out here. You see what I mean? Oh, but you're a big time. You're a rapper. Like, get the fuck. See what I mean? That's hip hop police. Today, no, no care in the world. Niggas is talking about drilling, shooting, like all types of shit, man. On Twitter, of all places. Like I said, I mentioned before, niggas like ARM, niggas that did not give a fuck. Shout out to the Philly niggas. Niggas that did not give a fuck. Like, yo, self-snitching 
on overdrive. You dig? Niggas was really living that shaky lifestyle, man. Shit was getting brutal, man. All these niggas sat back and talked about and think about it. I want y'all to think about it, especially especially the blacks. The blacks. A lot of the niggas sat back and were like, you know what? This snitching shit is getting out of hand. Snitches gotta go. Snitches get stitches. And all that good shit, right? All that fun shit. But the reality was the snitches, right? So the snitches become the snitch hunters or the snitch hunters become the snitches. They hunt themselves. They tell on themselves. They go out there and say, yeah, like, like, imagine like, like, this is like retarded shit. Like if I go out there and go, yeah, I got a homie from, you know, such and such, you know, a couple blocks, you know, from this landmark and around this neighborhood, like it would be retarded, right? Oh yeah, I had robbed a nigga in this location and then I fought a nigga, beat him up, took his bitch, did this and that in this location. It wouldn't make sense, right? People will go, yo, bro, what are you doing? Like, you're you're self-snitching. You're snitching on yourself. These niggas, like, they've done half of the work of the police. They've indicted themselves. All they're waiting for is the cops to come get them. What the... Niggas bugged out, man. Next level shit. They don't give a shit anymore. Oh, yeah, I'm out here pulling homies. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yo, stop. I'm done. I can't listen to music. I don't allow myself to listen to music too much of the dead being dissed. Like, I don't believe in that shit. Even if I dislike the person... Them dying doesn't make it better for me. Because I know I don't have animosity for people like that. Whatever hatred that I say I have, it doesn't go It doesn't go to that extent. You see what I mean? That's how I know I don't genuinely hate anybody. But that being said, I mean, Nick is really out here. Song after song after song, dead op after after dead op after dead op after dead op, pack smoking, all types of pack smoking, insert dead homie here, pack. It's the most disrespectful shit ever. Like this, this particular stage of hip hop is like where this is like Armageddon shit. You feel me? This is like Armageddon rap. This is like. Niggas is out here doing the dances. They're getting sturdy. They're doing the satanic death chants and death dances. They're doing satanic tribal death dances. This is what these blacks are doing. And really spraying shit. That's the that's the bad part about it. <laughs> really spraying shit, too. I'm not making this funny, but it's like, God damn, how else can I put it? You dig? How else can I put it? I mean, Fuck. They talking about shooting niggas and doing this and that. And then they get caught up because four weeks ago after making that song, they act.
actually did that before putting it on a, a on a on a rap song, and you getting mad at a nigga from pointing it out and saying that's retarded, man, y'all niggas is bugged out. Let's be honest, y'all niggas is bugged out. Right? Niggas gotta have entourages too, doing all types of dirt. Like what happened to niggas being dolo, doing dirt on your dolo, man? What happened? Niggas need an entourage. And you know 75% of them niggas is flipping, giving opportunity. With enough pressure, cook these niggas. With enough pressure, you feel me? They gonna crack. Duh. <laughs> 70, like, it's like you, ever, like, you ever hear a situation where it's like, niggas is robbing a bank, right? It'd be like five niggas robbing a bank. And I'm not incriminating myself. I'm not incriminating nobody. This never happened. This is just a hypothetical. I'm just giving y'all a fair warning. Let's say five niggas go to rob a bank. Now, minus the driver, right? Minus the driver who either nine times out of 10 is in a vehicle outside or a couple blocks away, he's going to get a notification that they're leaving. He's going to pull up, skirt. They're going to get in the car and dip. He's going to be the most light. He's going to be the easiest one, guys, to flip. Why? Because he's just a driver. He probably don't even have a strap on him. He's just a driver. He's not in that... He's not even in that realm of criminal. He's not even in that realm of criminality like that. You feel me? So he's not, he's not, his mindset is just like, all right, these boys going to come in there, do what they got to do. I'm just a driver. Right? The guys even in the bank, out of that, five guys in the bank, three of them are probably really about it. Meaning, they're trying to get this money, and they're not trying to take losses. So they're the ones that are the most destined to not tell and try to get the objective done as soon as possible. The two, shaky. They're also potential rats, okay? So that's six people. Three of them motherfuckers is ratting. That's five. That's like... That's 50%. Yeah, all these guys, they got these teams, they got these crews and shit. They get involved in some shaky activity and niggas get surprised when, you know, the pup start barking the wrong information, man. I can't tell niggas to be careful. Y'all do whatever the fuck y'all want. But goddamn. And the music, the music though... The music shit is different because niggas is really out there catching homicides and shit. So it's not like any, any, no, any like, you know, theater, like niggas out here really shooting shit, man. Niggas is off the hook and really talk about the shit. And like I said before, the irony of it is. Niggas is talking about, yo, man, we don't tolerate snitching and all this shit. Niggas is snitching on themselves on the internet. Niggas is snitching on themselves everywhere. I ain't even gonna lie to you. One of the things, like, one of the things that really, like, 
alarmed me. I'll say it alarmed me. It alarmed me. Hour and four minutes in, by the way, just talking. Um, when I was watching the Trap Lord documentary about King Vaughn and him being labeled an alleged serial killer, given the stats that were displayed, it would be safe to say that that allegation is accurate. The nigga didn't give a shit. He was a killer. He was everything that he talked about in his raps. Now, a black man like myself, who's 35, and who knows that that shit ain't cool, but at the same time, it's in the culture. I don't, I, I can care either way about it. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna tell you why. Me feeling that it's wrong ain't gonna make it right. It's just gonna still be what it is. People still gonna bump the shit. But, but, but that's like every rap artist to an extent, the hypocrisy of hip hop to that extent. Where it's like, yeah, man, we like the music about the violence, but damn, man, niggas really got to die over this shit. And it's like, yeah, niggas is really bugged out, nigga. That's how niggas is getting down, man. Shit. I'm not, I'm not going to, they do whatever the fuck they want, man. Uh, long as the music's still hitting, I'm, I'm still bumping. I don't care. Call me what you want. <laughs> at this point, because I'm 35, so I don't, I don't look at, I don't, I don't take all this shit serious, man. Like. It's not really a big deal to me. Even if a white person were to make fun of the shit going on, I'd probably laugh at it. I'd probably listen to it. That's how much I don't give a shit. So people that try to make um, Trap Lord Ross seem like this culture vulture type of guy, and they do the same thing with guys like DJ Vlad. And my, my opinion on Vlad is I don't give two shits what he is, who he is. Oh, he's white. He's Jewish. Does it matter? No. Does he have Does he have a following? Yes. Um, is he doing interviews? Is he known for his interviews? Absolutely. Um, a lot of the interviews he had, I didn't like the interview that he had with academics because they seem too buddy buddy. So it would it wouldn't be more it wouldn't be like a personal question. Or it wouldn't be anything of that sort in there. But he had a lot of good interviews. Not that he's even a good interviewer. I don't even know how to describe Vlad. Because the culture, hip-hop will say, well, Vlad's an agent. Vlad's a fed. But if he's a fed, why are these rappers going on his platform and telling a fed all the shit that he's done in the streets? Answer that. If Vlad is a fed, DJ Vlad, right? If he's a fed, allegedly, which I don't, I don't agree. I don't believe that. If he's a fed, right? Wh- what about the rappers who do his interviews and who openly answers the questions that are being asked and who openly incriminate oneself, I want to know. I, I need to. I need. I need some information here because shit doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense to me. Um. That being said, I'm not. I'm not saying that I'm a huge fan of Vlad, but I'm not really a fan of 
telling a white person that they can't listen to this and they can't do this and do that because of their skin color. That seems a bit a bit racist. It's a tad bit racist. All right. We don't get down like that over here. All right. Just but that's but but that goes to show you like how hypocritical shit is. Like in a culture where Eminem is considered one of the the best, most talented, most lyrical rappers, um, at least top five. Some old heads would would probably say top ten, right? Or a culture where, you know, a group like the Beastie Boys blew up the way that they blew up, right? Um, <clears throat> it, it it ain't really about that that culture anymore. It's today's shit is about um, destruction. Um, smoking a pack in the pack. The pack isn't some za. It's not, it's not some quality weed. It's a, um, deceased member of some form of opposition. I've heard allegedly. Okay. I look the music, people still going to bump it because the music has, even though, like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a frequency. It's a very low frequency. It's it's a music, it's a type of music that kind of has a, like I said, a demonic tone. And uh, the things that they talk about, you know, niggas ain't, you know, coming together like that. Like, niggas is getting, you know, packed out. Niggas is getting shot up in the songs. The the beat in the background bumps, niggas fuck with it. And that's that's what, that's how it goes. You know what I mean? That's, that's kind of how it works out. Uh, I don't think that for me to say that it's okay or for me to say that it's not okay doesn't make a fucking difference. That's the point I'll, I want to make, too. I don't like the people that say, well, you know, it's just bad music. Okay. And they don't mean bad like it sucks. They mean bad as if like it's really it's bad, but then they listen to old gangster rap that did the same thing, but they weren't direct like that. They weren't like this and dead people. They weren't doing that. That just wasn't a thing. Like it's almost bizarre if you think about it today how it's brought up in music. Like it's bizarre, and niggas be coming up making money on Apple Music, making money wherever they get their music at. And one of the lyrics in the music is a talking about, you know, a dead rival. Like that's just crazy. So imagine you being a being a person from the opposite the opposite community that that man's talking about, smoking that dead op. And you're in that community and that so-called dead op is a family member or somebody you know in the area. But that song that that guy put out blew up and people are streaming it, bumping it everywhere. That's crazy. That's crazy. I don't know, man. I'm gonna still listen to the shit. <laughs> like I said, cause uh I think it's entertaining. And I think um more importantly, um uh more importantly, to an extent. 
I still look at it as, in a way, an avenue, although it's at this point as sketchy as it is, um, an avenue where, you know, young, young black men, young Hispanic men, young men from the islands in those areas can have an avenue to escape. I mean, the music is hitting. There's no other. There's a, there's no other way to put it. The music slaps. You know what I'm saying? And I don't. You know, you can listen to Pop Smoke. All the you mentioned all the other people. Like the shit slaps. Um, the like it's it's dangerous. The music itself is dangerous because. All right, think about it. If you in New York, you drive in certain areas playing Pop Smoke. Some niggas ain't really feeling that shit. You feel me? Like, and they're going to see you as the op. Like, that's how dangerous this music gets. But that's how, but the, but the fucked up part about it is the most fucked up part about it is I'm going to tell y'all. It slaps. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm sorry. It slaps. Um, What I was talking about. And this whole situation of the white hip hop fan trap lore judged for documenting street violence, the street violence is connected to the music. You can't hold a man responsible for just talking about a situation or a stem of situations that's already occurred, that's already been public to inform his audience. You feel me? You really can't be mad at that when the destruction and the chaos is still taking place in your communities. You dig? Or be a person to stand up for that and to speak out about it and to have a voice. You know, don't be a person that just thinks about things. You know, be a person that's being willing to say it. Fuck it. But until then, it's kind of like a lot of dudes are just spectators, man. They see a white guy, white British guy. Oh, we can bully this guy. Oh, we're going to find you, man. You promoting all this negativity. How's he promoting? See, that's the thing that bothers me as well. Before I wrap this up, the thing that bothers me the most is they'll put him in a category. Uh, they'll put Ross in a category like, yeah, uh, yo, um. You know, you're out here promoting this as you're promoting the negativity. You mean the rappers and the people that talk about actually doing the violence don't promote the negativity, but the person talking about it and documenting it is the person? That's crazy. That's crazy, man. That's that's retarded. That don't make any fucking sense. It's retarded. It don't make sense. It's like I'm not putting anybody down. I'm neutral about it. I'm just giving you my opinion. I mean, the music is music at the end of the day, from my perspective. But if niggas is really dying over the music and people still bumping the music and the music is becoming a platinum hit and, and people are buying it all over the world, then what does that tell you? Still taking out the actual people that are making the music and looking at the people who are promoting the music. 
they're just going along with the trend. Like, oh, this is the, we don't know. And they can play dumb. We don't know that this. We don't we don't know about packs and ops. They can they can act stupid. Them niggas know about that shit, man. They're the ones that's 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 promoting this shit. You dig? They promoting it. All right. My final verdict, final thought is um trap lore. DJ Academics. Those are the only people that I that I know of by name and by content. People like them aren't responsible for the deaths that are taking place. Um, some would say Academics is arguably adding fuel to the fire, if you will. But I wouldn't even go as far as to say that. I think it comes down to um, one of the people that kind of brought up the situation the way that he brought it up, that caught the attention that it did at the right time, that pretty much cannonballed him to the top. Outside of the war in Chirac and just in the information and, you know, his his variation of journalism that I would say he has. Um, Trap Lord Ross is kind of at that point. I think he'll make better. I mean, I'm not judging his content at all. I don't care that he's a British white guy. He's obviously a fan of hip hop. So it has nothing to do with any racial shit, right? He's a fan of hip hop. He's talking about the things that go on within within the streets connected to the music of hip hop. And that's that. The people that are upset about it, they're upset because they're the ones that ain't doing it. You could be doing the same thing he's doing. But you won't. Right. But a white guy out of nowhere. Oh, well, he's talking about the culture. He shouldn't be talking. Says what? Says who, man? Get the fuck out of here. Says who? You know what I mean? But anyway, look, man. Like I said, this is uh, old school. Like I said, I found out my car is good for tomorrow. So I'll be able to pick my car up tomorrow. So once I pick my car up, you already know it's going back to the regular format, the regular episodes. But as I always say, in the meantime, and in between time, and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. And final, 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 final word. Both Ack and Trap Lord Ross are not responsible. The problem is Trap Lord Ross is white, so they'll easily bully him. And DJ Academics is not a quote-unquote street nigga, so they'll judge and criticize him. The reality of it is, in one form or fashion, they are journalists talking about what's going on within the culture, within the streets, right? of hip-hop and within the influences of hip-hop. And that's what it is.
I find both, like I said, I find both of them entertaining, so entertaining that I wanted to bring it up because it was just one of those random things. Like, I'm going to do that every now and then because I find myself listening to something that's very informative, but I just never have a way to incorporate it. And now I just, I'll just talk it up. This makes more sense. But, um, yeah, just from my point of view, and I wouldn't consider myself a current hip hop fan by any means, really. Um, but just as a fan of hip hop in general, I think those people are going to be the future of the culture outside of Hot 97, outside of, you know, Breakfast Club and, you know, more mainstream type of ordeals. Because as you know, within culture in itself, anything that becomes mainstream long term, most people tend to not like it, right? They tend to sort of fall back and go, uh, you know. But they're not responsible. The people that cause the chaos and destruction, they're they're responsible. People won't hold them accountable, which is fine. But you shouldn't hold the people accountable for just bringing up the information. But as I always say, I'm out. Signing out. I already did the outro. Shit. Peace.